is ABC coming at you live, unless you're here after the fact that it's be, you know, be recorded. But I'm live broadcasting today on Blog Talk Radio from my studio here in Kent. So today, I want to get back into the dating thing because I told you before that I do feel more comfortable talking about dating and relationships and stuff and giving you know advice and things like that. But well, let's get into it. Today I'm going to talk about why there are more single professional women than, than single men. And it goes back to something I was talking to a friend of mine about a couple of nights ago. Because he was kind of wondering the same thing, and I had to break it down to him that this paradoxical thing happens when um, – there's a paradoxical thing that happens when men and women get older as time goes by. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into some other things around dating and especially when it comes to nowadays and the days of the MRAs and the MGTOWs and other different quote-unquote red pill people. So I want to get into that too. So the phone lines are going to be open all day. So call, call in with your comments or your disagreements or your questions if you feel like you need some advice on how to do things and I hopefully I'm your guy. I'll be able to I'll be able to guide you through whatever is going on here. The call in number is area code five six three nine 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 three five nine six. That's five six three nine 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 three five nine six. Go ahead and give me a call. Let's talk about what's on your mind. But first, I can't start this show without talking about something political. Because there's the the 800 pound elephant in the room is what happened last Saturday in Israel, and I've got to go back to the comparison of Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Now it's no secret that I support Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump actually twice. I'm going to vote for him a third time. I make no bones about that. But this is this isn't about uh, me being a fan of Donald Trump. This is about the comparison of the Trump administration versus the Biden administration as far as world as far as world policies are concerned. Now you're noticing the market difference. See, everybody everybody kind of shrugged off what happened in Afghanistan. Everybody kind of shrugged off what happened in Ukraine. Yeah, we support this, we support that, okay, fine, whatever. But now that the thing in Israel has happened and it happened directly because of Joe Biden's actions. You have to, you have to, unless you're a barking liberal or one of those progressive Marxists, you have to step back and take a look. When you take a look at the panoramic view of things, and do the compare and contrast between the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Look, let's be honest. Did any of this happen during the Trump administration? No. Why? Because. Trump knew how to put his boot on the throats of our enemies, Iran, China, Russia. He, he held them in check. And he had to know he held them in check. Why? Because none of this stuff jumped off under the Trump administration. There were no new wars under the Trump administration. There's a continuation of one that was stopped. But outside of that, there were none started. Nobody did anything, and that's because they didn't have the money to do things. Why didn't they have the money to do things? Because they were still under the dollar, and as long as they were still under the dollar, Trump had control. Trump knew he had control, so he wielded that control to hold our enemies in check. That's why Russia didn't invade Ukraine. 
That's why Hamas never did anything. That's why Iran had to stop their nuclear program. Fast forward to the Biden administration. Biden reverses all of Trump's policies. He starts giving Iran he starts giving Iran money. He loosens up the um, loosens up the oil sale policy in Iran. He opens up, he opens up some other policies on Russia. Next thing you know, Russia invades Ukraine. Hezbollah goes in and commits war crimes, bloodbaths, and other other atrocities in Israel. This is Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden is the one that gave Iran the six the six billion dollars that they subsequently used to. I wouldn't say they used it because I can't prove it, but. Iran, in getting that money, Iran now had the resources to give Hezbollah what, it, what they needed to go and um, to go and do what they did to Iraq. I mean, to Israel. All the time, Joe Biden sitting here saying he supports Israel. He supports Israel when he doesn't support Israel. As a matter of fact, he's on the record everywhere saying that he supports a two-state solution, and you can't support a two-state solution and support Israel at the same time. It's it's, it's they're mutually exclusive. You can't do it. Um, it's like saying you're you're um, you're driving a car and riding a bike at the same time. They're mutually exclusive. You're driving the car, you're riding the bike. It's the same thing. You can't support Israel and support a two-state solution. If you need an explanation why, it's simple. Look what happened when Israel turned over the Gaza Strip to the Palestinians. Hamas immediately wasn't even an hour late. An hour didn't even go by after that whole thing was signed and finished, that Hamas launched a rocket attack from Gaza into Israel. So you can't support a two-state solution because a two-state solution means more war. And more war means you don't support Israel. Why? Because, again, Hamas will do anything to to target Israel. This isn't Israel targeting um, Palestinians. This is the Palestinians targeting Israel. So that's that. Now, when you look at the Biden administration, so far, he's left American citizens in Afghanistan and he's left American citizens in, in uh, Israel. American citizens are being slaughtered all around the world, and it's Joe Biden's fault because he doesn't want to come go and, get his, um, go and get his people out of there. You have private citizens everywhere trying to rescue people from these war zones. When that's on, that's, all of that's on Joe Biden. He left. He left hostages in Afghanistan. He's leaving hostages in Israel. I mean, all it takes is a special forces operation to come and rescue these hostages, and he's not doing it. Why not? So, again, all of this is on Joe Biden's head. That, that rotting corpse in the White House is responsible for all of this. So, again, you may not like Donald Trump. You may not vote for Donald Trump. Hey, you may vote for Biden in 2024. Just remember that if you vote for Biden in 2024, then all of this that's going on in the world right now, all the Ukrainians, all the Ukrainian civilians that are dying at the hands of the Russians, all the, all the civilians, both Palestinian and Israeli, that are, and, and, also, and others that are dying in Israel, all of, these things are going, all of these things are on your head if you vote for Joe Biden in 2024. All the fentanyl deaths that are going on because of the open borders, that's going to be on your head in 2024. If you vote for Biden, um, if there are any terror attacks in this uh, in this country between now and Election Day, if you vote for Joe Biden, those deaths will be on your head. So you better choose wisely in 2024. I'm not saying you have to vote for Trump, but you see what's going on with Joe Biden. If you, 
If you think that any of this is going to go away by voting for him again, you're delusional. You're either delusional or retarded. There is no option C. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take a break, get ready for the main the main thing, the main lecture. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to get into my dating 101 and why there are more single women. Uh, single professional women, there are single professional men in advanced uh, advanced stage. I'm going to take a breath. I'll be right back. You're listening to ABC on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief... Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just... Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. 
the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. 
keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Tom Likas, you serious? See, here's the difference between me and Tom Likas, right? Tom Likas, as popular as he was when he had his radio show, and I'm pretty sure he still is within the MGTOW movement, blah, blah, blah. Tom Likas, I'm sorry, but Tom Likas is a quitter. You see, Tom Likas has four failed marriages under his belt, and I get it, I have one. But whereas Tom Likas is a quitter, and because he's because he has that under his belt, he has that on his head, so he just gave up on women in general. I don't. I'm not like one of these MGTOWs out here who, who are just like, oh, we're just going to leave women alone. Like, seriously, you can't just leave alone half the population. You need to learn how to manage your relationships, and because Tom Likas doesn't know how to manage his relationships, he just basically just hits and quits. And anytime something seems like it's getting a little heavy, he just bails. He's a quitter. Me, I'm actually teaching you how to manage your uh, how to manage your relationships so that you don't have to quit on women, so you don't have to be 
a coward, the coward like the MGTOW movement. Just saying. I know you big towns won't like that, but you know what? You at some point, y'all have to face the. You guys have to face reality. Like it's fine and good that you want to go and you want to do your own thing and focus on yourself. This is what I try to teach men to do all the time. But where y'all go wrong is y'all want to give up on women. What? Because the feminist movement ruined a few things, and now you just want to give up on it completely. Like, do you do you understand how do you understand how how retarded that is? It, it is. You can't sit here and say, well, just because this and this and that, and I get it. Those points are valid points. They are. But at the same time, that's kind of like saying that, well, because Toyota had that thing back in the late 90s where the, the, some, something with the stuck accelerators, you're just going to walk away from Toyotas completely. Like, okay, I get it. There's a bunch of other, there's a bunch of other cars out there that you can choose from. So it's kind of, that's kind of a bunk analogy. But I think you understand my point. Um, women are half the population well women are a little more than half the population men are the other half so while you're sitting here saying that you're going to give up on women and you're going to you grow old and you may be happy with you know, you may be happy with what you have you may be happy with having whatever whatever money you made and whatever assets you may have accumulated throughout your life and you may be happy with that being single okay I won't take that away from you. However, when you talk about when you talk about walking away from women and not even dealing with them completely, knowing that they're in like half of the population and you you don't need women to survive, however, men and women depend on each other because and especially if you're young and you turn and you go MGTOW, how will you procreate if you don't deal with women? So you imagine the MGTOW movement imagine the MGTOW movement just Touching on globally, the drop in birth rate just from that off of something that literally echoes feminism. They, they echo the same thing they claim to hate. They they say that um, they're leaving women alone because of this, this, and this, and this. The matriarchy and women have said women have rigged the system and all this stuff. When when the feminists say the same thing about men. And then they claim to hate feminism, but they claim they claim to hate feminism yet adopt the same tenets of feminism. It is it's just gender flipped. I don't get that about the movement. So again, this is why I had to walk away from MGTOWs like a long time ago because I figured it out that I am not going to abandon my chances of procreating, and I'm not going to abandon my chances of finding lasting love, no matter how long that would have taken. And again, you have relationships, I get it, relationships fall apart, I get it. But once you learn how to manage your relationships, you don't have to do the whole MGTOW thing. You you like you literally don't. So this movement that's causing a serious decline in the birth rate, I don't I don't understand how guys how guys would ever sign on to this crap. Um I don't see how they can I don't see how they can claim to be able to walk away from women knowing that without women there would be no population. It would just be them. What are they gonna do? Stick each other? Like again, and this is a point that I'm gonna make later on in this cast. Mm-hmm. Um you can't have two bulls in one pen. All right. So with that said, modern dating. See there's this paradoxical thing. 
that happens between men and women as they get older, later on in life. I'm talking like 35, 40, 45 years old. Next is a couple of paradoxical things. Number one, sexual market value flips. All right. Now, whereas, remember what I said in my last show. A man's sexual market value is, is determined by his ability to provide and protect, right? Proclamation is what it is, but prov- pro- providing and protecting are the staples of what makes a man, um, a man an eligible bachelor, quote-unquote. That's what makes a sec- his sexual market value rise. So his ability to provide is directly tied to his income, which is why you hear a lot of women saying they want six-figure income men, especially nowadays in the, in, the, in the age of high inflation and high prices and biodynamics. Also, the ability to protect. And I hear, and I'm also reading, that a lot of liberal women are disenchanted, to say the word, to say the least, with liberal men because liberal men have been, well, they've always been pansies. I get this. Liberal men are just worthless because they, they do make money, yes. However, and it goes back to an article I read not too long ago. I think it was a few days ago. I read this article about how a woman, and I think she was on a TikTok. I don't know because I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I think TikTok is for the dumbest 2% of people. Except if you're in China, then it's, a, then it's an educational. It's like an online university. But here in the United States, is for the dumbest 2% of people. And this woman on TikTok was actually lamenting that she is a liberal woman who's looking for a liberal man who is a protector and a provider. And that's kind of like looking for the unicorn. You got the, that concept, the, the progressive man that's a protector and a provider, it's, it's, it's so asinine to expect that because – Protecting and providing for a woman is directly antithetical to what progressivism is. Progressivism, progressivism advocates for women's independence. So this woman wants to be independent and dependent at the same time. So you see how asinine that is. But liberal women have become disenchanted with liberal men because they can't find a liberal man that's, will, a liberal man that's willing to provide and protect. And that says more about the woman than it does about the man she's looking for because the woman doesn't understand that the liberal woman looking for this provider and protector doesn't understand that she wants to be dependent and independent at the same time. And it just doesn't work. But what happens when, what happens when we get older? See, when we get older, from our 20s, right, because when we first start our Start out our careers. We're not making much money. We don't have much time in grade, so we're making like we're scraping above minimum wage or whatever. Um, we're entry level, working our way up. Yeah, we have we may have the degrees and everything to be able to go far where we do go far or reach a further endpoint than others. But we all start at the same place, and we we all start at that entry level. That entry level doesn't make much money, so women kind of look over the the starting out man, right? And they look at the men that are already established. Why? Because the, women, the men that are already established are looking back at them because they're young, they're nubile, you know, their bodies are just tight and they're just, they're, you know, they're young and beautiful. Let's just say, let's just call it what it is. They're young and beautiful. So the, um, so the established men are looking at them 
the women, the young beautiful women, aren't looking at the starting out man because the starting out man doesn't really have the means to protect and provide yet because they're just starting out. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Let's let's move on. Now, as we get older, and I'm talking about the starting out dude. As we get older, because remember, we're the same age as some as these younger women that are looking at these more established men. Now, I'll get into that in a little bit. But as we get older, what happens? We start moving along our career progression, right? So the, the, the pay raises come. The promotions come. The projects come. And with more projects comes with bigger pay raises and more promotions. So as the... As the starting out man progresses in his career and he progresses in his pay skill, he's, his higher his actual marketplace value becomes it, it's solidified. As a matter of fact, it grows, it grows, and it grows, and it grows. Well, what happens with women? Women, as they get older, and like I said in my last podcast, the women get older. And the hips start saddle bag in, the crow's feet start setting in, the eyeballs start sinking, the titties start sagging their sexual market value decreases. So you see this shift in, in, um, in dating power. These same women now when they're 30, the same women now when they're 30, 35, and 40 are wondering why no, none, no guys are looking at them for dating material is because the guys that are already established, remember what I said not too long ago, the guys that are already established are looking at the younger women. They're not looking at these older women. So as, as the younger women get older and all these things start happening to them, that's decreasing their sexual market value, the, 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 the more established men are looking over them and looking at the younger women. So this, this thing happens. Now, remember when – keep that in mind. Now, put a pen in that. Remember when in the last show when I said that – when I said that women have two tracks in line, see, men also have these two tracks where men can actually bend the iron bar to bring it together. Women can't. Well, women, women have two tracks in life, and never the two shall cross for women. And that's either the career track or the family track. And the reason why it'll never come together for women like it does for men is because at, at the later stages, the women lose their sexual market value, so they lose power in the dating scene. This is why you can't, this is why as time kicks on, they run out of time and they can't, um, and they can't do what they used to do when they were 20. They can't command the attention and they can't command anything in the dating market like they could have when they were 20. But as they jump, as they solidify their career and then find out that when at the end of their career progression, now they're looking for this guy who's not interested in them because they're old and they've gained weight and they have these, some of them have kids from riding the carousel too much. So now they have these kids. These guys that they're looking for are looking at other options because they're looking at these older women with the weight and the kids and saying, why am I going to get myself entangled with this when I have younger, more beautiful single, no child, no child women that are looking at me. All of a sudden, these older, these older career women that have these things against them are now, now they're left out in the cold, so to speak. Whereas, and the men that are more established are looking at the 20 year olds that um, they're looking at the 20 year olds that are looking at them. So that's why you see a lot of older guys with Young women, especially in Hollywood, 
and especially in the sports scene, a lot of the athletes marry these 20 and 21-year-old women. And if that's their thing, that's their thing. I'm not going to knock them, right? Um, later on, later on, maybe in the next show, I'll talk about um, taming women because taming women sounds so bad. But um, in the first show, I talked about how to how to bring a woman down out of the clouds to the point where, yes, you can bend them to your will and make them marrying material. I, I talked about I lost over that in my last show. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go further into that in, a, in another show, in an upcoming show, because I need to explain how it works, because a lot of it has to do with psychology and uh, the id and the superego and the ego and how to um, and how to navigate the id, their ego, and their superego, and actually not manipulate it, but you need to know how to manage the ego, manage the woman's ego. Because like I said, the ego always, um, the ego must feed itself. And so you have to limit the diet of the ego. And once you learn how to do that, then you can literally domesticate any woman that's in the clouds. And I'm going to talk about that in a future show. But let's bring, let's reel this back. So you have these single professional women. They have these degrees and they have their, they have these jobs and they've gone far and they're making seventy-five, eighty, ninety thousand dollars because let's face it, the average, the average high-earning professional woman earns between seventy-five and ninety thousand. As a matter of fact, that's generally the upper earning end of women. So, um, so you have these professional women who spent like you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years and chasing, chasing that position and chasing the highest pay that they can earn for their job. And they spend all that time doing that. And then when they made it, when they think they've gotten to that goal, now they're looking for somebody who is their equal. Now remember, somebody they're only making like, you know, seventy five, eighty, ninety thousand dollars. They're looking for somebody who's their equal, right? And their equal is also making ninety thousand dollars and then they say, Nope, that's broke. I want six figures, I want two hundred, I want three hundred thousand, when they're only making and they're looking for the equal and well anyway as retarded as that is this is what they do they look for the high earning man because they think that they're high earning women they're not but they think they are Um, which on a completely side note I don't understand how the 75, 80 and 90,000 dollars so called professional women overlook oil riggers and electricians and um over, and anybody like loggers and miners, they completely look over them, not oblivious to the fact, they're oblivious to the fact that these oil, especially oil riggers, like, wow, but oil riggers and miners and loggers, these guys are making one hundred and fifty and $200,000 a year just because their job is a high-danger job. These guys are making all kinds of money. But they're looking at, and I don't want to deal with you, you're a miner. I don't want to deal with you, you're a logger. You're in oil. You you work on an oil rig. Like what? Completely oblivious to that. And then when they see that this oil rigger actually drives a Mercedes and has a somewhat nice house in a decent neighborhood, and they see him out in the club or they see him out in the restaurant or something, and now they want to deal with him and now they want to push up on him. And it's like, 
Come on, I thought you didn't want. I didn't thought you didn't want oil riggers. Like, come on, now you now you're figuring out how much I make, and now you want to push up on me? No. Anyhow, that's a completely side note. That's just one of those things that. That's just one of the idiosyncrasies of women. Anyway, um, let's get back to let's get back to my point because, like, legit, I don't hate women. It's just that I have to point some things out that they do. Anyway, oh, looks like I'm on a hard break. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this break. And when I come back, we'll continue this lecture. You're listening to ABC on Blog Talk Radio. Be right back. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted. And candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. Let's drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big and robots. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple 
shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffle. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick, it's my pick. Filling of cream, dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. It's Swiss cream sandwich Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. 
and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. Trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. this real quick. When we left off, um, I was talking about why I was talking about single professional women and their chase for the their chase for the dollar. Um, so for the so the feminist movement, right? They it the, this is where the feminist movement is lied to women. They said that when women um, chase these when women chase these careers and they get this certain they have this certain level of achievement um, that they're going to be happy and that men would pretty much fall over themselves looking for looking for her. And a lot of women, they bought that hook, line, and sinker. And they went into these career fields. They went to college, got indoctrinated by feminism, went into these career fields, spent 20 to 25 years chasing, the, chasing that attainment. And then 25 years later, when, again, when time sets in and things start going south on her physical appearance, She's finding out that men really aren't, they really aren't um, looking for that. They're looking for the young woman that, you know, she, she may have some, uh, she may have some level of education. I mean, she may have some level of attainment, not a lot, because again, she's still young. 
But she's young, she's beautiful, and she's wife material. And now these other women are left out in the cold. Well, early in the show, I said that there's this paradoxical thing that happens with men. Again, men, this is where, this is where you have to realize your worth. Because coupled with the fact that you're, first of all, coupled with the fact that you're a rarity, right? Because especially in the United States where it's 51 to 49, the man-to-woman ratios, I mean, the man to woman percentage of population. Women, 51. Men, 49. So it's a man shortage to begin with. That makes you valuable. But on top of that, when, you, when you're establishing yourself and you have this, you know, you have your career and then you take, have taking care of yourself and you have all these things going on for you, that makes you even more valuable and it makes you even more desirable to women, which is why women who are in their 40s and in their late 30s, 40s, they're sitting on TikTok wondering why none of you are, are um, approaching her because she literally wants you and you don't want her. Again, the paradoxical thing. This is why there are more single women than there are single men in professional careers at, at I wouldn't say the advanced age, it would make it sound like a disease. But later on in life, when everything is, when everything is established, men are establishing careers, women are establishing careers, there will be more single women than men because of sexual market, the, the dichotomy of the sexual market value, the, um, the paradoxical nature of that. Those women get older and their sex, sexual marketplace value go, goes down. As men get older, their sexual marketplace value goes up. It's a, it's a fact of life. So women, let me talk to you now. Women, you, you, gotta, you have to jump on it early. You have to make this decision early on in life when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You've got to make the decision whether you want a family or a career. Because once you jump on one, you have to sacrifice the other. You have to. You, you have no choice. So it's either one way or the other way. And once, once you pick one way, the door to the other way is shut and locked. So choose wisely when you're 18, 19, 20. Choose wisely. And when you choose wisely, you go after that with on mucho gusto. You have to go. You have to go all out for that. So if you go out, if you're going out for the career, you go all out for your career. But just understand that you're not going to have a family, all right? And if you go for a fam, if you go for the family route, then go after that con mucho gusto. But you just know that you're not going to be able to have the career because the family and the career for women just don't mix. Now, when you when you have the family around, let's put a pin on the career thing, right? Because I'm, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to hit. I'm going to attack it from a completely different angle. But let's, so let's put a pin on that. When you go the family route, how is it that? Well, first of all, 85% of divorces are initiated by women. The divorce rate's well over 60%. 80 to 85% of the divorces are initiated by women. Why? Part of it has to do with the, um, with the whole red pill argument that um, women are hypergamous. So they'll get into a relationship with like a high-value guy and then claim that they're happy or they'll claim irreconcilable differences. And some women just want to abscond with half of the money. We get that. And men, this is where I'm going to excoriate you because, again, this goes back to relationship management and choose wise choosing. <laughs> but, um, but women, 
let's say you're not one of those. Let's say you genuinely want a man, right? You genuinely want a man. You genuinely want, you genuinely want, you genuinely want to have this man's children. What do you do? Because, again, you have these men that are really looking at what the feminist movement has done to the relationships between men and women. Some men, like the MGTOWs, are saying, like, forget it. We're not going to deal with it anymore. And I dealt with that at the beginning of the show. But you do have some men that are skittish now because they do want a relationship with a woman, but they don't want to put themselves in a position where things can break bad for them just because the woman says so. And you may not be one of those women, right? But so how do you how do you deal with that? Well, first of all, if that's you, you got you you kind of have to pick the family track. It's kind of like The Sims. If you if if you ever played The Sims, right? And you you create your sim. When you create your sim and you're creating the personality traits for the sim, you gotta kind of have the sim's life mapped out already as you're creating them. Because when you assign the personality traits, you have to, as your sim goes through its life, you're gonna want your sim to do things that suit their skill set. So if you have a sim with a personality or say um or like a wealth aspiration and things like that and an ambition personality traits of like ambitiousness and things like that then you know that family life isn't going to be for them because they're going to want to work and earn as much money as they can so you kind of have you have to have you have to have their their lives already mapped out for them when you create them so that you can assign the appropriate appropriate personality is the same thing that women have to do. They have to look at their skill set and their personality traits and then figure out that if they're, if they're better off with a family or with a career, because some women just aren't, just aren't family. There are women at my job even that just they, they say expressly say they don't want kids. Okay. Well then the family life isn't for you because the family life comes with kids. So, um, there for them the career track is better however don't come when you're 40 45 looking at your empty apartment and lamenting that there's nobody there to welcome you because that is the that is the track you chose so you can't lament about it you got what you asked for just like when you're um and i know i started on one tangent and i'm on another tangent right now i get it okay i get it but i feel like this needs to be said when you're when you um when you're in the family route, you can't have your husband and these kids and then layman later on down the line about how you wasted an opportunity to be to be a career woman. You it just doesn't make sense because you chose that track and the other track shut his door. So you have to go with that track with on mucho gusto, with a lot of gust and or with a lot of fervor. You have to go after that lifestyle. You attained, you attained it, and now you're looking back. You ever, you ever hear the, um, you ever hear the story? It's a biblical story. I, I get it. A lot of people don't read the Bible. They don't believe the Bible or whatever. Um, they don't think the Bible is accurate because of scientific reasons. Blah blah blah. What else? Um, the, the stories in the Bible make a lot of sense. And if you can parse through the events that the stories tell. There are wonderful lessons in there. So you, read, you don't read the Bible for historical accuracy. You read the Bible for the lessons that, the lessons and the, um, what do you call them? What do you call them? Somebody help me. Uh, the lessons and the, you know, the morals of the story. 
those things. Um, so when you read the Bible, there's this, there's the story of Lot and his wife. So Lot lived in Sodom, I want to say. He didn't live. I think he lived in Sodom, Nakamura, if I remember correctly. Anyway, well, he lived in Winnipeg, but Lot and his wife. Lot was a righteous man. Lot was Lot was a man that revered God. He revered and feared God. His wife, maybe not so much, but again, man had a household, so his wife, his wife kind of fell in line. God told Lot, hey, you're living in one of the most wicked towns. It's kind of like, kind of like L.A., San Francisco, right? Because Sodom and Gomorrah. God told Lot. Well, actually, um, God, no, God told Lot that he's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He's going to send his angels to escort him out of this, um, uh, escort him out of the city where he lives. Him and his wife need to get get their stuff packed and get the hell out of there like post haste because hellfire and brimstone are about to rain down on these two towns. Lot's like, okay. Lot told his wife that, hey, God told me he's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. We need to get the hell out of here right now. He's, and Lot told his wife, God told me when you leave, do not look back. Why? Why would God say... Why would God tell Lot when you leave Sodom and Gomorrah, don't look back? One thing that is, was widely understood was that, among the writers of the Bible, was that when you look back at something, that means your heart longs for it. Let me say that again. When you look back at something, that means your heart longs for it. If you look back at an ex and a former relationship, because it's because somewhere down in your heart, you long for that ex, and you long for that relationship. You may not admit it openly, but people who pine over the ex is because they're secretly longing for him. Let me say that again. When you long for that ex, I mean, when you look back at that ex, that means you long for him. When you look back at these memories, that means somewhere in your heart you long to live those days. You long to live those days again. When Lot left. God told Lot, don't look back, because if you look back, that means you long for the lifestyle that was back at what's it called, and that's not you. You are a righteous man. You don't belong in these sinful cities. Um, if you look back, then I know you long for the sinful lifestyle that went on for these cities. That means you're not worthy of what I have for you at the, at the other end of this. Lot understood this. Lot's wife did. And what happened was when Lot took his wife and left and the hellfire and rimstone started raining down on Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife looked back. Lot's wife looked back because she longed for the sinful lifestyle that went on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, what happened? Lot's wife was turned. God turns Lot's wife into a pillar of salt. When you are a woman and you go the career track or you go the family track, let's say you go the career track, and then you look back and you long for the family track, that you left, that you decided not, that you turned your back on, you decided to turn your back on that to go to career track. Now you look back and you long for the family life that you can no longer attain. What does that do for you? You're now a pillar of salt. Like no man is going to look at you because in your mind, you are so jaded about having lived, having lost the family life. And then with every rejection that comes from these men, 
you just get more and more and more jaded until the point that you're ending up on TikTok making videos, crying and stuff, talking about how no men want you. And then for the women who choose the family track, right? And then they choose the family track and they go, they have these kids and they have these husbands. And then when they realize that their life is home and the kids, and then they look back longing to have this career because they see the career is freeing and liberating. You chose the family track and the career track shut, but now you want to look back. These are the women that end up on TikTok complaining that their husbands, when they come, when their husbands come home from work, they're not helping with the kids about how life is just so stressful in the house. That's these women. So you understand how these women make asses of themselves with doing this. I'm going to take another break. Uh, when I come back, man, um, I'm going to give you advice on how to navigate this because, again, you have, you have these women, and you have to know that no matter what you do, and this is why, this is why I began the show with Tom, talking about Tom Likas and the MGTOWs, because you don't have to be that. I mean, if you spend your whole life chasing it, and then catching it, nailing it, moving on. I mean, that's kind of your thing, but it's an empty, vapid lifestyle. If you really want to be kind of happy, like, okay, I get it, money, and they say money don't buy you happiness. Some people say it does. I don't think it does, but it depends on who you ask. However, there is a way to have what you have and then be happy with a woman. So, guys, I'm going to talk to you as when I come back for this next segment and in the final segment, I'm going to talk to the, I'm going to talk to the women. And I understand I went off on one tangent and ended up on a completely different tangent. It is what it is. But when I come back, guys, I'm going to be talking to you. Um, so I'll be back. You're listening to ABC on SoundCloud. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. Our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... Round, round, round the system too. Without the filter, they 
relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out, I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to throw pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Swiss Cream Sandwich, baked by Nabisco. 
The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
I took a break. When I, I saw when I came back, I wanted to talk to the men. So I'm gonna talk to you, men out there, right? Let me uh, let me uh, bring this mic in. All right, I'm gonna talk to you, men out there. Because I'm gonna piggyback this off my last show, man. Know your worth. Know your worth. There's a lot of women out here that are looking to exploit you. Okay, now I get it. I talked this whole show about managing relationships and how to be in how to be in a relationship with a woman. I worry about exploitation, but seriously, the truth of the matter is there are a lot of women out there looking to exploit you. Man, you got to do your vetting and you got to do your vetting carefully. All right, don't get your heart involved. See, this is this is the whole thing that I tell a lot of people that come to me, a lot of men that come to me, and they're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Um, first of all, don't get your heart when you're in the vetting process. Don't get your heart involved. All right. That's going to come later, but the, you're vetting right now, so you're trying to figure out who's worthy and who's not. Again, I'm very picky about who I give a collar to, and I'm, I'm going to explain that a little later. But I'm very picky about who I give a collar to because I understand that that person is going to be that person is going to be it. And if I'm going to spend my life taking care of somebody, right, and being there for them and taking care of them and taking care of um, fulfilling all their needs and their, so that they can fulfill my needs. If I'm going to do that, they need to be worthy. And if they need to be worthy, they need to earn that. And they only earn that through a long, rigorous vetting process. And I don't mind vetting for like a year, a year and a half, maybe even two years. I don't mind doing that. Because in that time, you're going to learn a lot. And the things that you learn will cause you to either – Keep it up with them or um, or cut them loose. And you'll cut them loose before the, even the year is up if, if things are that bad. But a lot of times you'll vet and you'll vet and you'll vet. And maybe something a year and a half down the road will pop up and then that'll make you cut them loose. But seriously, if you vet and you vet and you vet and they make the cut, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to go all in. And then when you go all in, you have to understand that if this is the kind of woman that longs for the career track yet still wants to be with you, you have to make her make a choice. You have to, you have to make her make that decision. She's got to commit to you if you're going to commit to her. She's got to commit to you, and you, just, you demand nothing less. Um, again, if I'm going to put a collar on somebody, she has to commit 100% to me. Um, and that means committing to what it is, who it is I am, and what I am about, and what this relationship is about to be. She has to commit to that. If she can't commit herself, if, she, if there's even a little inkling of doubt, and, and ask her. Ask her if she has an inkling of doubt of, what, of, um, of achieving what it is that you're demanding of her. If she has an inkling of a doubt, buddy. Okay? Now, if you think that you can bring this woman around into the fold, again, um, it's all about ego management, right? And if you don't think, there's another thing. If you don't think you can manage the ego, if the ego is just a little too much for you to, for you to handle, and different guys have different skill sets. So some people are good with tame, the advanced level of taming egos. Some guys aren't. Some guys only good at the beginning stages and not met, they don't have the skill set to deal with the advanced egos. That's fine. But um, know where you stand on that. Know where your skill set is. And then 
if you find somebody you like, but maybe her ego is a little too much for you to handle, or you think that the ego is going to be a little too tough for you to break, don't be afraid to cut it loose because, again, options out there. Women are 51%, you're 49 So you'll have options out there. That's for damn sure. But, again, find someone who's, who's find a woman whose ego you're going to tame or you can tame. You can't tame and you're going to tame. That's number one. Number two, make sure that they are willing and able to commit to everything that you are that you're going to demand of them. Those are the real main two criteria. And then, you know, make sure their looks are within your parameters. And then make sure they understand that if their looks fall out of your parameters, you will have no bones about cutting them loose. They need to know that because they're going to walk around saying that, well, he needs to love me the way I am. Um, how about no? How about I, um, the reason why I'm attracted to you is because you look a certain way. And if time goes by and you don't look that way anymore, like attraction isn't forever. And a lot of women walk around thinking this, well, attraction is forever, which is weird because they're, they know their attraction isn't forever. They know that their attraction only goes as far as the bank account holds out. That's just the truth. But um, so attraction is fleeting. So they have to understand that if they fall out of the parameters of what you set for you, or what's mentally set for your attraction, then you have no bones about cutting them loose. That's, that's just it. You'll, you'll find somebody, you can find somebody who looks the way you want them to look and still have those qualities that you're looking for in a woman. There's, no, there's not just one woman like that on the planet, which is another lie that has been sold to men is, oh, when you find your soulmate, then you'll know, and that's the one person for you. And it's like, um, how about no? How about there's a lot of women that suit these parameters and you have your choice? But if you have to go and you have to go and navigate this and you have to look for it and you have to vet and then you'll find that, you know, you'll start with a big pool of women and then you have to whittle them down, whittle them down, whittle them down, whittle them down. So you have like five or six or seven and then from those you pick one. Um, so that's and you, when you put the collar on them, you understand that, um, again, the relationship is going to be what, what it's going to be. And they're cool with that. They're not going to go around wanting to do their own thing. They're not going to go around um, wanting a completely different track than what they set for themselves. It's the relationship is going to be this. You're going to comply or else that is it. And that's another thing that men have to do. Men have to assert themselves in relationships. Men, you are the head of the relationship. You are the captain. You steer it. Remember, they, they have to look for you. When they have to look for you, then you control it, all right? I'm not saying control them. I'm saying control the relationship, control the dynamics. It's, it's, all with, it's, it's within your hands, all right? Control the relationship. Make your demands known. If they don't, if they don't want to meet your demands, hey, good luck out, out there finding somebody. You had somebody. You didn't want to deal with it. Good luck out there finding for it. Sorry I'm not the one. Goodbye, right? And then let them navigate the rest of the dating pool being um, being in competition with hundreds of these other women for another guy that you know, 20 or 30 other women want. You know, that, that's on them. If they want to do that and, and face that losing proposition, that's on them. Just know that you're going to find, um, they're going to find somebody that fits everything that you want them to be. And then when that happens, you'll have to know how to manage the relationship. Again, the power is in your hands. 
you have the absolute right as being the one chosen um, to control the dynamics of the relationship. You set, but you have to set the you have to set the parameters first. So before you get into the relationship, set the parameters. Tell them, hey, I am this. I am this, this, and this. Like, I'll tell people, okay, I am. You know, I live the DS lifestyle. And with the with the dom sub lifestyle comes certain things that you just have to understand about the relationship before um, before we get into this, right? So if you're cool with that, great. Um, if you're not, sorry, I'm not the right one. Good luck in your endeavors, right? Now, if uh, if they're cool with the lifestyle, then one thing that they have to understand is um, if I decide to put the collar on them, um, they have to be the one submitting 100, 125%. And if they can't submit 125%, they just can't get a collar. That's it. But understand that when they get a collar, all of their needs will be taken care of from stem to stern, right? From bow to stern, all of their needs will be taken care of. From port to starboard, bow to stern, everything is going to be taken care of for them. And if that's what they want, if they want a, a worry-free lifestyle where they don't have to worry about getting up every day, going to work, paying the bills, blah, 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 then, um, then that's what it is. But in order to attain that, they have to get a collar. And getting a collar is not easy. The vetting process is long. The vetting process is pretty difficult. The road is narrow. So... Again, if they can navigate that and they can pass that test and they can show me that they're, they can be absolutely submissive, they can, be ab they can absolutely do what it is that I require of them, I require of them and that I ask them to do. And they've impressed me so much with their, with their subservience that they earned a collar, then everything's taken care of. They don't have to, they, they worry, they live a stress-free lifestyle. So again, Part of managing the relationship with women is understanding how to make your demands known with a reward attached to it. It's not always just. It's not always just. Um, it's not always just you do for me and that's it. It's do this for me. You do this for me with a reward attached. I'll give you an example. And I'm gonna take this call. Um, you walk up to somebody, right? You walk up to a friend of yours or something or somebody at work or something. And they're going, let's say they're going to the store, right? It's slap down $20. Hey, buy me this and keep the change. That's a perfect example of making a demand, making a demand, making, making your demand known, but attaching a reward to it. Hey, do this and keep the change. Um, and then they'll do it. They'll keep the change. And that's it. Now, I'm going to take this. I'm going to turn my thing up and take this phone call. Let's see. Three nine four three. You're on the air with ABC. Let's try this. Hello. Okay. Three nine four three. You're on ABC. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning or afternoon. Uh, I'm Trina calling from uh, California, Southern California. Oh, I'm from Southern California. Whereabouts? San Bernardino County, 
um, actually Ontario, <laughs> the IE. Yours truly used to live in uh, Rialto, so there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are you about? <laughs> well, I'm in Kent right now. I moved from uh, California to Kent in uh, 2017. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Like. Yeah, I bet. Uh, probably any bit place is better than California right now. <laughs> but, oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. Like, and I still talk to my family, and they always tell me how nothing is the same like when we – like, even back in the 90s, it was all right. I mean, it was it was in decline, but we remember we were coming out of the Pete Wilson years, and, you know, California was still kind of something, but something happened when Gray Davis took over, and then the um, the California Assembly started skewering one way, and then the, the mm-hmm. whole state declined from, like – late 90s all the way through the 2000s and then it's just I'm sorry to say this is a crap show now it really is yeah no don't apologize I agree with you 100% there few men that are here that are single that are looking for women uh, my advice is get out of California if you want to find somebody (laughs) to spend your life with (laughs) because because it's just oh go ahead Oh, I was just going to say just because it's, it's just become um, all about me, you know, because of the way California is, people can't afford to be generous or, or so they think. So it's all about me and what I can get uh, before before there's nothing left. And that's a sad state of affairs for a state and for society to be in, you know. Um, I think that um, people who have faith, whatever that belief, faith it is, you know, Christianity or Buddha or whatever, that have faith, know, especially women, when they follow faith, they know that um, their purpose in life is to be of service. And so when they're looking for a mate that wants to share that type of life, and my service would be um, to be glad to have children. I don't have to have a million children. I can have one or two. But that one or two children that I have, child, um, is my focus to make sure that that's the best human being that they could be and so that they can go out into the world. You know, as far as a career choice, yeah, it comes and goes. You get your pats on the head and you get your raises, but it's nothing that lasts forever, like raising children, raising your family. You know, as you said, it's a give and take type thing. It's not a um, what you can do for me. It's a mutual thing. And it doesn't have to be like a 50-50 split because relationships aren't perfect. And there'll be times when um, you might do more for and he might do more for, um, you know. And so you have to be willing to accept that and not just start running away with the fact that you don't do anything, you don't do anything, you don't do anything. And, well, what are you giving back? you got to take a look at yourself first before you can point fingers at others, you know, in my opinion. That's true, and you hit several. You hit several great points. So let me let me address a few of them. All right. Now, okay. When you speak of women, that's a hell of a point. And I'm gonna tell you why. When I point to when I point to biblical, right? I deal with a lot of people like with faith and things, and you know, they come from me. When I when I point to the Bible, first I point to Genesis. Eve, um, God created created Eve to be helpmeet for men for Adam. That's number one. So mm-hmm. when you talk about how you don't need a man because you're chasing your career, 
understand that's directly antithetical to biblical teachings. Not only that, mm-hmm. uh, most most career women they start off as being what I call the Proverbs 31 women, and then in their career in, um, in their quest to chase this career, they become the person they become the rich person that approaches Jesus, saying, "How do I get into heaven?" It's like, no, ma'am, yeah. what you need to is you need to go back to Proverbs 31 and read that to understand what it is that men of that men of faith want. Men of faith want that Proverbs 31 woman. They don't want the they don't want the um the independent, the I don't need no man, the I don't I don't need you, I want you. The 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 point is that men and women depend on each other. They they depend on each other for survival and procreation. Um because there are just certain functions that men carry out and there are certain functions that women carry out and this is all throughout the Bible. So again, mm-hmm. you, you have to be, if you're going to find a good a quality man of faith, you have to be that Proverbs 31 woman. You can't be anything else. Um, so that too is a great point. Um, when it comes to the economics of the whole thing, um, like you alluded to with, a, with living in California, um, mm-hmm. the sad reality is and a lot of in uh, a lot of states that lean that lean left, and I'm noticing this because I'm in a state that leans left, um, because of horrible economic uh, fiscal policies, you have these things, you have these inflationary rates and high prices of this, high prices. You're not going to go down to say Alabama, Florida, um, one of the one of the right leaning states down south, even Texas. Um, you can go to Tennessee. A lot of people are flocking to Tennessee. A lot of people are going to Nebraska, Iowa, um, because the cost of living is much lower out there, and they can actually afford to do the things that they want. However, the people who cling to these states because of whatever purpose, ideological or what it is, are finding a hard, are having a hard time navigating the dating scene because their expectations aren't aligned with the economic policies of the state. So they're sitting here mm-hmm. saying that they a certain lifestyle, right? But they, because of where they live and most, most likely what they do, they'll never attain that much less finding a mate to that attain that achieves that. Um, and again, in California, you can make six figures and still be middle class because of the economic policies of, uh, of California. So if you're mm-hmm. looking, if that's what you're looking for, and I'm not, I'm not knocking women that look for six-figure men. It's just that um, when you're looking for a high-earning man or something, or you're looking for to live a certain lifestyle with a man um, and have a family and be that, First, um, you have to understand that, A, where you live has a lot to do with the hampering of your ability to do so. And then, B, you're in competition with a lot of other women who are looking for the same man. So you two things that I suggest that they do. Number one, move. Go to one of these, um, go to one of these states that have better economic and fiscal policies where the price of, where the price of living and the individual CPI is a lot lower. And then B, find out, do something for yourself that sets you apart from um, all of the other women. Because, again, being that Proverbs 31 woman, 
um, being that Proverbs 31 women will set you apart from a lot of other women because a lot of other women just doesn't, they just don't know what a Proverbs 31 woman is. So that will automatically right. make you appealing to that man, especially if he's a man of faith. So, um, do you understand that? You got that? Draw that list away of expectations because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And and the thing is to, to actually have somebody or meet somebody that fits everything on your list of expectations, um, even two or three of those items, um, it's not going to work. You can't you can't base a relationship on check marks. Um, you can have certain expectations, but there are certain things that mm-hmm. when it's right, it's right. It's just like having children and you know an economic downturn. If your heart and your soul and your husband or your wife are in the right place as you at that particular time, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. And you'll find families that actually had stuck together during those downtimes, and that was the best times um, that they've had, the love, the respect, you know, that they had for each other, that do for, for each other. And then once they get back on their feet, they want to go back to those other times because now life is so busy you know, they don't have time for each other. They don't have time for family dinners anymore. And so if you really, really, really are looking for somebody to share your life with, just think about those things and what you're willing to go through. My husband and I have been married for over 25 years now. I recently um, have become paralyzed as of uh, 2021. And prior to that, oh. it was just the two of us. We had a busy life and two children, two boys. And so right. you know, he takes care of me. So and yeah, and go ahead. and he will because um, you guys have that you have that under your belt. You have that time together under your belt, which is why I caution women, especially when they're young. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're gonna find, you're gonna live that, you're gonna go the family track, right? And and forego um, career attainment, which. That's what I generally advise them to do, but I understand mm-hmm. if you really want to really want to attain the career, you, you will. But when you want to, when you want to trip, um, do it while you're young, because a um, if you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and you get older, then the chances of you finding that are going to be less. But not only that, when you get when you find somebody and when you're young and you go through that together and you build together. And you see them through um, as and you see your man through as he progresses, as he um, as he gets his um, gets his stuff together. Then you guys buy a house and his career advances and then you're with him through all of these. And then you have kids, you stay married, you, you prosper, your kids prosper, you send your kids to college and we become productive members of society. That has a greater chance of that has a greater chance of playing itself out than when than when you wait. Your husband is going to stick by your side because you have that time. You have that time under your belt. You had those hard times under your belt. Um, and I'm going out on a limb and I'm guessing here, but I'm thinking that you, especially if you, you lived your entire time in California, I'm thinking. So mm-hmm. you've been there when he was at his best time and then when California was at his worst times and you, and you weathered all those storms, right? Mm-hmm. Not off way up. <laughs> So you have those, you have all of that under your belt. All of that acts as glue in your relationship. Um, and I'm pegging you as a woman of faith. So again, I always say to women of faith, we got at the center of all of that, and you have the recipe for a relationship that lasts. Um, 
just like you get you get paralyzed and your husband stands by your side when there are so many couples out there that as soon as something goes down like that, then they're gone. They're like, oh, I can't deal with this. Um, I want to, you know, I want divorce, blah, 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 because mm-hmm. um, there's no there's no emotional investment there. They're, they don't have that. They don't have that that trial by fire together. You know what I'm saying? So right. Um, yeah. And, and you're right and, about you're, young doing it um, young. I did it when I was young. As far as my career, he supported me as far as what I wanted to do, um, making money. You know, I worked in the tech business here in California, and um, and he made less money than me, but he didn't care, <laughs> and I didn't care. So <laughs> that was like the biggest thing for us as far as so what. You know, and we had fun together. And then when children came, um, that was fun too. But um, we found that um, because I was staying home more, taking more time off of work because of the kids, uh, we had to tighten our belts. So you're right as far as weathering the storm and all of that. Um, but it, it's it's worth it. It's going to be you know it's going to be hard. It really was um, sometimes. And you want to leave. You just want to put your arms up and just you know I'm done. I'm out of here. And you, and you can't do that. You can do that for a minute, but then come back. And I'm not talking days. I'm talking go get a, go for a walk, come back, talk about it. Because this man is changing my diapers now, <laughs> you know, and he has no problems with that. I mean, God bless him. We found faith together. We always were faith growing up, but, I mean, we weren't practicing until later. And, um, and that's what brought us closer together, you know, in our late 30s. And so, and here we are. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking my call. And I hope they take your oh. advice, those young ones out there. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I, I hope everything goes well for you. I know California is kind of, it's kind of a crap sack right now. But I promise you, if things, I'm, I'm almost sure when things will get, when things get bad enough and everybody starts looking around and seeing what's going on in their lives because of, <laughs> you know, things changing things but it always gets a little worse before it gets better so but just hang on to that faith you and your husband have something special um again because you because you've been tried by by that fire again anybody who sticks with you um despite what happened to you that's going to be a person who's going to be by your side forever like you say you know you quote unquote changes your diapers um, that's a person that's going to be with you through thick and thin, no matter what. Um, and again, with all of that, with the trial by fire, with God being um, the centerpiece, then you have the recipe for till death do you part. You know, and it's no kind of grim, but that's kind of a thing where that's rare nowadays with the divorce rate being over um, 60%. But thanks for, but I do thank you for calling. Um, I'm going to take another break, and then when I come back, I'm going to go ahead and wrap uh, – we're going to wrap this show with a few words. I'm going to go over some things that um, that my last caller said because she didn't make a lot of valid points, and it speaks to um, and it speaks to some things that I want to caution for the women. So I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come right back, and we're going to wrap this show up with that. You're listening to ABC on BTR. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You're a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, 
Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, gee, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just... Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big Tootsie Roll Pops. I'm a princess. Lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. 
And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. 
trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. left to go on the show, but it's okay. I need less than 10 minutes left to talk to the women. Why is that? Because my advice to women is never as verbose as my advice to men for obvious reasons. Because women, just understand that men are very, very simple. Um, and so my advice to you is going to be um, a, little, a little shorter than my advice to men. Women, my advice to you is this. Hey, lose your track early. Now, you kind of have to be like my last caller, all right? My last caller, actually, my last caller got it right. She, she found somebody early, and she understood that um, finding, finding that person, finding that one person um, is a blessing in itself, but it sounded to me just from talking to her, and just from talking to her, and you, you understand certain things. One of the things I understood about her is that like I say, like I warn women all the time, check your ego. She checks her ego, all right? Her, her ego, she has the proper reins on her ego. That's important because deferring to her man like she does earned her, netted her the reward of her man's loyalty to her through the fact that even though she's paralyzed, this man takes care of her. That's very rare in this time because you have, again, you have people breaking up. The divorce rate's over 65%. Um, of all divorces, 85% are initiated by women. We have these, the breakup of these marriages for arbitrary things. Um, irreconcilable differences is the worst thing that ever happened to marriage because it gives people an, an automatic out if they want out of the relationship. My last caller, she found somebody who sticks by her side because... Her ego is in check, and even though she did, even though she did say she was a career woman, she made that money, but 
at the end of the day, she understood that even though she's she's that earning person, um, she earned more than her man, you know, at the outset, but she checked her ego enough that she made she made a hell of a go with it with her husband. And they've seen, again, if you live in California through the 80s, through the 90s, and then again through the 2000s, you saw what happened to California economically and as far as these policies are concerned. Um, and it was really rough. A lot of couples, again, with, uh, California has, has some of the highest, I don't think it's the highest, but they have some of the highest divorce rates. Because and a lot of things have to do with money and not having money. And that's because in California, the roller coaster was so hardcore. And there's now a valley in California as far as, um, as, far as earnings and stuff is concerned that it's tough for couples to make a go of it with the parameters that they set for themselves at the offset as far as um, financially is concerned. Causing strain in a lot of relationships. But one thing she understood is that if she checks her ego and works with her man instead of against him or trying to be independent, um, trying to be independent and going things, going things alone without him, which ultimately causes her pain. Uh, my last caller understood that that man was going to be her rock through the hard times. And in the middle of all of that, in California, they found God. They found that faith, and that only that only added cement to this relationship. So again, death is going to do them part. That's just it. They're not. I don't see a divorce in their future. I don't see you know. And I'm not like a psychic. I'm not like Miss Cleo trying to say what I see in the future. But just from the sound of just from everything she told me, that's a relationship that is built to last and is going to last because. She understood about checking her ego. And women, that's my advice to you. Check that ego. That ego is going to be your biggest downfall. Um, if you don't know how to check it, find a man that could help you check it. Again, um, I live a certain lifestyle that, um, that, I, that I help women check their ego. That's just it. Um, in the DS lifestyle, you, that's, part, that's part of the game is you help you know, if you're if you're a male dom, you help that woman check her ego. At the end of whatever scenario, um, be it weeks or months, um, when you're done, when you're done with the, I say for lack of a better term, training, um, when you're done with the training, the woman understands that the woman understands that the ego is going to be her biggest downfall in relationships, and that if she checks that ego and lets go of all of that desire to be independent. That all that desire that feminism puts into them, once that breaks free of them, then they can then women will understand how to help how to co-manage a relationship with a man. But as long as that ego remains unchecked, as long as um, I don't need I don't need a man, um, my career is going to be it, and once I attain everything, then I'll find a man. If that thought is still pervasive, then relationships are going to be relationships are just going to be in a world of hurt because again women check the ego men um find a woman whose ego you can't help check if their ego is too big or you don't think it's it's going to happen um just leave it alone because it's it's better to 
find it's better to keep searching, be alone and keep searching than to jump into something that you are ultimately going to be miserable in. Um, and again, my last caller found that person. They found each other that um, their relationship is going to last because they've weathered that storm. You can't weather that storm when both egos are out of control. So they've, they weathered that storm. They've been through the highs. They've been through the lows. So, again, she earned herself the special privilege of having her husband take care of her in the hardest of times. And, you know, it just doesn't get any, it just doesn't get any more than that. Next week, we're going to come back. I'm going to have some more, I'm going to have some more advice. Um, I will keep an eye on the show's page. I think it's going to be Thursday, but I may, I may put it out on, I may actually record on Wednesday. It depends on what happens. It depends on how things flow um, in the early part of next week. But keep, uh, keep your eye on this page. Follow this page for, um, for updates about what my show is because right now I'm in a state of flux. But come November, mid-November, I should be able to nail down an actual, an actual steady schedule. But right now things are just kind of all over the place for me. So I'll be recording. I'll try to record on Thursdays for now. But it may not happen every Thursday that I want until probably about the end of November where I'm able to nail down a steady thing. So keep an eye on this page. Um, bookmark it or follow it or whatever you want. Um, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of dating advice. It's going to be a lot of relationship advice. I'll teach you how to manage. Uh, my last caller really didn't need any lessons on how to manage it because, again, she, she's been through that. Her husband has been through that. And that's kind of what you want to look for. But if you find that early on, which I advise, you start early. And if you find that and you know how to manage that, then um, then by all means, uh, listen to the show. Call me up. Let's hash it out. And um, or just give me your story, like the last caller did. Just give me your story and praise your praise your partner. You know, if your partner is that, then all then by all means, praise your partner. I praise my partner all the time. She is she's wonderful. Um, are in the collar yet? Not quite, but um, it hurt to do so. So again, um, find yourself somebody who who your parameters line up. They fit your parameters. You fit their parameters, and they're actually available, and you can make a thing of it. And don't try to overshoot your don't try to overshoot your target. Know where you are, and then look within that. That's the best advice I can give. I'm out. See you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Go out and just enjoy people. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.